Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. We're doing space missions now. Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go. The heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? She should be dead. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Of course, my voice sounds a little bit different, still out of studio right now, but I do have a fresh review. Well, I have a review of Dark Phoenix. 2019 directed by Simon Kinberg and written by Simon Kinberg. That guy probably sounds a little bit familiar to you. Um, If you are an X-Men fan, then you would have known that Simon Kinberg, writer and director of the Dark Phoenix movie, is attached to X-Men The Last Stand, which has its reputations. Um, He's also a producer on uh, the majority of the previous X-Men movies, including Deadpool 2, Logan, which was excellent. Logan was was excellent. Uh, He was a producer on X-Men Apocalypse, Deadpool 1, um, The Martian. That was a pretty good movie. Uh, Fantastic Four and uh, Chappie. I didn't get to see that, but uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I, 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 I... I think I gave that about an 8 out of 10 if I were to go back and watch that. Um, First Class, I really liked First Class. That was, it was classy if I remember it, 2011. He was a producer on that. So Simon Kinberg is uh, known within uh, the X-Men universe and, you know, having a decent amount of action uh, produced movies under his belt. So this is one, he's not exactly known for being uh, major director. As a matter of fact, I think the majority of his credits are under producing and writing. Um, he's only really directed one episode of the Twilight Zone. Um, I'm, let me see if I can find up which episode that he directed. Blur, uh, episode 10, uh, Blurry Man. It's the Twilight Zone from the CBS uh, uh, new shit coming down. Um, or the CBS streaming stuff that is going on. Um, but anyways, Dark Phoenix. I decided, I was like, I I'm, I want to go see this. I, while I'm up here, I'm, you know, kind of moseying around. I get a lot of time to kind of go in between, watch a few movies in between this film festival I'm checking out. So anyways, um, if I add some additional content to this review while I'm in studio a few weeks later or something, I'll let y'all know or, uh, you know, Put it in the show notes, some additional information if I do. I'll keep you all updated, you know what I'm saying. Either way, let's talk about it real quick. Um, Dark Phoenix, it's the culmination of the lead-up of the last few movies that we were just talking about. It was, I believe it was X-Men First Class in 2011. And uh, let me see the other movies. It was X-Men First Class. And then that one led into X-Men days of future pass which i i like those two movies like i said earlier and then um they kind of went a little bit lower on the bar with the x-men apocalypse i wasn't too crazy about that one 
A lot of people thought it had a villain problem. I thought it did as well. Although all of these movies have a stellar cast. And I think the special effects are starting to only get uh, more and more creative. I want to say, despite everything I have to say about this movie coming up, that the effects I thought were a lot better in this movie than they have been in the previous ones. And they are only getting better. With the exception, I'm not sure about the costume on uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I, I, we'll talk about that. But anyways, uh, so let me do the synopsis of Dark Phoenix. Uh, this PG-13 hour 53-minute move, 53 movie released um, today. Here's a synopsis. Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into a dark phoenix. Now the X-Men will have to decide... If the life of a team member is worth more than all of the people in the living world. So, uh, yeah. If you've been following the Dark Phoenix uh, news, I think it's been delayed I don't know how many months and I don't know how long. It went through a lot of script revisions. Apparently they had to go back and reshoot some the ending. Uh, a, a lot of stuff just was uh befuddling behind the scenes and honestly what it sounded like was a mess so let me give you my non-spoiler review of this this movie has a let me say some good things about it first this has some amazing effects like i said i think the costuming is just about on point on everybody um Jennifer Lawrence's appearance has definitely changed over the few uh last few uh movies because apparently the makeup is just takes so long to do it so they just gave her the minimum this time so uh I'll kind of go into uh kind of go into that uh, and why so overall the positives of the movie looks good sounds good acted pretty well but there is something that's going on behind the scenes that just feels off the dark phoenix movie feels somewhat of a culmination of maybe two to three scripts and none of them which feature a female writer i was looking at some of the podcast and movie groups i'm part of and people were talking about some of the aspects about the movie they didn't like and some parts they were more fond of and it seems that a lot of it does stem from not having this strong uh, female voice behind the camera. And going back and looking um, at this, I don't see anyone, um, any female credentials behind the camera, nor as a, uh, as a writer during this. So um, I think that probably could have helped some things if they would have written uh, or had a female writer on the script so that we could have had some more coherent narrative for the Dark Phoenix storyline. So the uh, the overall synopsis for this is, uh, you know, it's it's Jean, Jean Grey's essentially uh, growing into her powers. Um, so if you are a Jean Grey fan and you know what Jean Grey is within the X-Men universe, apparently she's, I'm pretty sure she's one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful X-Men 
uh, or mutant in the universe. And so, um, what this movie is doing is trying to bring that, uh, the same style as the X-Men Last Stand movie that came out, uh, I believe it was probably over 10 years ago now. Um, but that didn't get great reviews either. So, what is Dark Phoenix doing different from, I guess, the rest of the X-Men movies that makes it a little bit stand out differently from the rest? So, I think what, like I said, everything looks good, sounds good, and is acted good, but that doesn't give you a good story. The writing and the story in this doesn't make sense. It feels like there's probably 30 minutes to an hour dropped on the floor, left in the cutting room floor. And overall, this story is extremely incoherent as um, what it seems to be they are trying to go for a strong feminist message. Um, there's only one or two lines of dialogue that really hint to that throughout the movie. With the way the movie is leading up and the way it's forming, it's definitely trying to rely off of that kind of Captain Marvel pro-feminist uh, vibe slash movement. And so there's nothing wrong with that inherently in concept to me personally, but it's all about execution and how uh, natural you bring that um, topic into the movie and personally it felt like they had a it felt like they had two chalkboards written up and one was the storyline and the other one was were things they wanted to happen within the movie and when I say things that they wanted to happen it was like action set piece action set piece we want this that and the other to happen and then we need pro-feminist messages because we're, everyone else and their uh, superhero mothers doing it you know so um it just seemed like they were trying to stick as many of these little um, topics, subtopics, kind of within the uh, in the movie. And by doing that, they didn't have a coherent message. And, and, and they chopped some vital things out that would have made the story much more natural and make much more sense. Um, yeah, I mean, the production held that this... Um, movie went through is definitely shown. I, uh, I'm surprised it even came out looking as good as it did. Um, I thought visually I, I didn't have any complaints at all. Um, it, and honestly, it's one of the first X-Men movie I can remember actually, well, maybe there was some earlier X-Men movie, but one of the X-Men movies that I can really remember being, um, scared by, I think. I felt like when I remember seeing Jean Grey in X-Men Last Stand, uh, Jean Grey kind of has a similar storyline. She kind of goes off the deep end. Um, this, um, I, I never felt like I was scared of Jean Grey, the character in X-Men Last Stand, um, and by her powers, I guess. Um, but in this, I kind of felt like they were really pushing the, the horror limits on, um, on her power set and I I liked it from a visual standpoint. I want I kinda wanna see some more of this uh superhero horror because it uh 
it really demonstrates how soft we've been in the last 20, 30 years on superhero violence, I guess, because people generally in these movies, you know, get punched or get, you know, thrown through a building or something ridiculous and they get maybe a scratch or two. But with, uh, you know, some of the things they're showing here, I mean, people are getting like crushed by like, metal, people are getting stabbed, people are getting, you know, uh, real um, body horror, I guess. Or, and sometimes it doesn't show it all, but it would, you know, imply it. And so sometimes just implying some horror is um, sometimes just as good. Um, but yeah, I really wish they would have pushed the envelope on the, uh, the more horror aspects of this movie. I thought that really worked. Um, but yeah, let me see if I can talk about anything else from the non-spoiler POV. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, this has gotten a brutal rating of like less than 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh, a lot of people are like, oh, my Lord. Um, you know, why did Disney even release this type of stuff? Um, or I guess it's sort of Fox because Disney owns Fox now. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, what, I don't even, I'm trying to find the budget for it. I'm $200 million estimated. And I guess that includes the, uh, the, uh, reshoots and stuff like that. So those reshoots will really run the bill up. So yeah, it, it's a mess of a movie. It's, it is a letdown in comparison, in comparing the, uh, the way it began. The, uh, X-Men first class just blew themselves out of the water, um, with, I don't know, the, the storytelling and the way they were able to bring a group of interesting characters together and make the storyline make sense. And, uh, I just feel like they didn't have a story here. They they should have just scrapped the movie, or uh, I don't I don't really know what they should have done. Maybe just released it on that Disney streaming thing. I don't know, maybe something like that. I just there's a fundamental misconnect in this movie, and I, I I'm gonna blame the director mostly because he was the guy that was attached to the X Men Last Stand, and it's like if you're gonna hire a director that wrote and directed a real shitty movie a long time ago, I don't know if you. Direct. I think Brett Ratner uh, was X Men Last Stand uh, director, but I know that he was uh, on the writing staff. And uh, let me see. I think that was Brett. Yeah, Brett Ratner and Simon Kinberg were the uh, Simon Kinberg and Zach Penn were the writers on X Men Last Stand, and uh, Brett Ratner was the director on it. But um, I really do think that they were they were trying to go for something in that that realm, and it just fell flat absolutely flat so let's uh hop into spoilers right now for dark phoenix all right we're talking about dark phoenix um spoilers starting right now and uh so first things first jennifer lawrence is completely checked out of this movie she doesn't want to be in this at all we had heard um tons of stuff that she was trying to get out of this movie, I don't even think she wanted to come back, so if the only reason she wanted to come back, I guess, uh, you know, contractual obligation, and she wanted to be killed off, so, um, it was kind of obvious where her character was going, and the fact that she was kind of the only character that we lost, kind I don't know, it, be, I guess because we know 
I because I personally know Jennifer Lawrence has checked out of this movie that she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't even look like the same character she was in twenty the twenty eleven, uh, first class movie because of the makeup job and stuff like that. Like, she just doesn't want to be there. So it was if you're gonna lose a character that doesn't want to be on screen already, it's kind of. I don't know anticlimactic or something like that. It takes away from the drama. Um, but even if she did want to be there, it happened so quickly. It didn't, uh, it didn't land for me personally. So, um, the rest of the movie, I mean, we get a flashback of, uh, Jean as a, as, you know, a young girl. And we find out she's the reason that they, her parents were in a wreck and her father gave her up to Xavier. And in long story short, she finds out that her father's alive and Xavier has been lying to her the whole time. And it's really a kind of a simple plot, but it didn't ever connect to the reason of why she should ever get that crazy emotional about what was going on. Well, there's some sort of solar flare that they have to deal with at the very beginning of the movie. Um, as a team, they're trying to save another uh, space team. I don't know, some astronauts or something like that. And they get caught in some Fantastic Four solar flare action or whatever the fuck that is. And the, uh, so anyways, the, um, the reasoning for Gene to have these, uh, powers to go crazy is that stupid solar flare that really doesn't make much any sense to most of us. Um, and then the bad guy, Vuok, played by, uh, Jessica Chastain, completely wasted. I, I felt like Jessica Chastain was was just as checked out as Jennifer Lawrence was. I mean, she just plays so stoic and so uh, in in poised in such a monotone way. It just takes you out of the film, and you don't really care about the who they're fighting or why they're fighting. So the who and what why they're fighting isn't as interesting. So the visuals kind of are left for like just visuals for the sake of visuals. Um, you know, it's just cool action for the sake of it. And I thought that this movie pretty much only delivers on cool action and interesting imagery. So, um, yeah, the, the, that's, that's honestly all I could really say about this because the reasoning behind all of this is so stupid. I mean, Gene, Gene's bad most of the movie being influenced by Vuok and then uh, for absolutely no reason, Gene turns on a dime and she's like, I, you know, emotions are what make me stronger and not weaker. And so I, I don't disagree with that message. It's just the execution is so terrible. Just absolutely god awful. I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever write something to this degree, um, or, or release something to this degree because it's, it's missing a fundamental piece of the why. I think it's, it's the why. Because we know the how, we know the when, we know the where, but the why. There, there, there's really no why. And I guess you could say it's her father not being able to take care of her. But there's no emotion between the Jean Grey character and her father and her folks. Or the Jean Grey character and Xavier. I, this would have meant a lot more if we were watching Mystique go bad or something like that. Because... We had we have seen Jennifer Lawrence and Mystique, uh, as Mystique and Xavier grow um, over the past few movies. I believe Sophie Turner was only brought in the last uh, X Men Apocalypse um, movie, and so 
from there, uh, we only have one movie of character development with her. So, it, um, therefore, we're not as connected to these, um, these X-Men. So, I, I think what we're doing, we're, we're, we sacrificed character development for more action and... He would. Just like the Godzilla movie, I'll tell you that. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't always work. Um, check out the review for that. Um, yeah, but anyways, thank you for listening to the Dark Phoenix review. I hope this uh, helps you articulate a little bit more about what you're feeling of the Dark Phoenix movie. Let me know if you liked the movie or if you didn't like the movie or if you thought it was a big meh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm very curious to see what everyone's thinking because this is getting scathing reviews from um, uh, both online critics and uh, professional critics alike. Um, But I I think, what did I give this? I think I gave this a 4 out of 10 because of how dumb it was. But, I mean, 4 out of 10 is pretty low in my opinion. Let me see if it will. Let me see. I did give it a 4 out of 10. I, I think that's a little harsh in retrospect, but because normally I give things under, you know, if it's under a five out of ten, normally start pissing me off. And I can't exactly say this pissed me off, but uh, it it just is such a stupid movie, and it has no reason to exist. Um, and some I saw, uh, I think it was, I can't remember which, which it was one of the big um, movie podcasters or whatever you know reviewers that said the best thing about the Dark Phoenix movie is that it's not directed by Brian Singer. And on, uh, on, on that note, we'll leave you there. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Please check Lucky Dog po- the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com for all questions, comments, concerns. Please be sure to rate, share, rate, share, subscribe. Um, all the podcasts, you can do it on the podcast app. Um, thank you for listening to the Love Dog Podcast and uh Diggity. threatening me. That's right. That would be a bad idea.